Hey gals. How you feeling tonight? On the train. I want to welcome you back to, quite frankly, at the normal time on its normal nights. It's Wednesday and it is the 15th of February, 2023. Greetings to all. Greetings to all. It's been a little while since we did this. Let's do a roll call. No matter where you're watching right now, whether it's on quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole, YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, Theta, Rockfin, and beyond, tell everybody where you're from. State, country, whatever. Rep where you're from. Let's do a roll call. Show everybody how far the reach is, especially at this time. Yesterday, we had a lot more of a Eurocentric audience when we went live at 2 p.m. Eastern time, and that was nice, too. And as the year moves on and I make a lot of changes to my personal life and my personal working space, I'll be able to do some more drop-ins earlier on in the day and also more frequent late-night drop-ins because I won't have to come to the studio to do shows, unless, of course, I have friends that want to show up and hang out, which doesn't happen that much anymore. So <laughs> what am I going to tell you? I uh, I am so happy to be back here. And hello to everybody who's listening at WHYUFM 89.1 in the West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, tri-state area. Hope you're all enjoying yourselves. Tonight's going to be great because, um, well, first of all, We've got a good friend coming back to the show. That is Dr. Robin McCutcheon, professor economics at uh, Marshall University. And I want to talk to her about the Biden boom. I wanted to do this last week around the time of the State of the Union, but I uh, was not able to get her on. But I got her on tonight because I want to, I, I want to approach this from a couple of different places. I want to learn about unemployment, how it's calculated, and what kind of wool is being pulled over our eyes right now. And then going into the future, I want to play a little bit from Catherine Austin Fitz recently for her, especially uh, what, that, what that really concentrates on the advent of government digital dollars, central bank digital dollars. And, you know, I, I wanted to see how she forecasts that because it's not just a a bad economic plan. It's not spending money you don't have like we're used to or borrowing money that we can't pay back like we're used to. It's about giving up the last advantages of having fiat money, which is to at least have something physical that you can transact with in private without anybody knowing. It's privacy. And we know that its uh, privacy will be gone and it's going to tie into all the other very uh, gooey things that our uh, our masters or prospective masters, our master hopefuls want from us or for us. 
we'll do a little bit more of that tomorrow. AI, a little bit more of the, I mean, how many other, how many other ways does Klaus Schwab have to say that the programs that we are running out, the artificial intelligence, however they're going to describe it, the marrying of human beings to these systems that we are creating to have this technology to own this technology is going to be in a way to be masters of the world we're going to talk about that tomorrow and a few other things that i have lined up and uh, and more as the week goes on because i cannot wait i cannot wait to just um jump into the weekend after another Another good set of days of heavy lifting. So with that, I wanted to thank my sponsors tonight. That's Blue Monster Prep. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Thank you to Blue Monster, to Pat and Gina. It is a world. Now we got vol- more volcanoes. This one is in Hawaii. Just a little bit more on that, too, because a couple of days ago, we saw there's always something weird going on in the skies these days. And there was green laser beams coming, I don't know, either from the ground going up or from the from the sky coming down out there in Hawaii. That was about two days ago. Since then, the lava has not stopped, not stopped flowing. And what I thought was, and what most people were speculating was Starlink, is now being thrown in the direction of the communist Chinese. So the real question is, is it really them? And do, did these lasers have something to do with this now, uh, this volcanic activity in Hawaii? Also just odd because we were talking about all these, uh, these weird vagina clouds that, were, that were, were in the sky prior to the big earthquakes in Turkey. So, um, I don't know. I, I, we'll be able to throw all that out there. But um, like I said, it's a, it's a time of... I don't know. It's just a, it's a time of every day is going to be something new. Something new, something old, recycled some things. Things are going to be stitched together, tied together, Frankenstein together. And we just got to be able to make sure that we are secure in our homes and in our persons with our families and our friends. Have all your own communication set up, all of your own food sources, anything to get you through to at least buy you some time to get through those um, those moments of great panic. That's what the insurance is all about, to not be reliant on the same supply lines during a time of great panic, which could last for weeks, months, whatever. So Blue Monster Prep and all of our other friends on the affiliates page. So Robin McCutcheon is coming on tonight. Tomorrow morning I'll be recording with Jason Burmis on his show. I don't know where that's going to be. But, uh, but yeah, I got a couple of emails, one from Javi, one from our friend Javi in the, um, in the chat room. And he said, hey, Frank, you, you had Jim Lee on, on Monday, and today InfoWars was talking about Secretary Cohen's 1997 earthquake warfare, two days ahead of AJ. Well, I'm glad that we're just talking about these same things and that we're all having, uh, we're all, we're all bringing people on and asking questions outside of the norm and uh, and not only that but I think it's also testament of where everybody needs to be concentrating obviously Alex Jones has a lot more skin in the game than I do um, but but did you see who was on Steve Bannon's show yesterday our our buddy Timothy Alberino 
who is actually coming back on the show for a uh, UFO deception segment on this Friday night. So Timothy Alberino was on was on Bannon the other day, and that you know that's a that's a a big thing right here because and you know what it tells me that. A lot of our friends, it's great to see them going out, getting tapped on the shoulder to go do big spots on big media platforms like Jay Dyer, Timothy Alberino, more, uh, more than that. I'm just forgetting some right now. But bec- it, the, the real thing here is that there is less of a political explanation for what we are seeing. There's less and less political explanations for what we're seeing. Obviously, being human beings that we are, we can go and we can take a look at recent events, current events, and then juxtapose it with history. And and just knowing ourselves as a species, you can, you can determine what is motivating certain groups and what they're trying to do. And in that way, it is political. It doesn't, politics doesn't always have to deal with government, but um, corporations, non-government organizations, yes. But there's also spiritual aspects. There's apocalyptic aspects. And I'm glad that more and more people are starting to mainstream these um, these conversations only be, for no other reason than, as I said, to just break down red versus blue and budgetary complaints and this and that. And, you know, it, it makes it, it's so boring. It's so boring and it doesn't serve anybody. It really doesn't. So, um Here's, here's an example for you. Leo Zagami put this out not too long ago. This was yesterday. Trump endorsed Representative Harriet Hageman. Demands an exorcism for the FBI. The controversy continues as the FBI went full woke after a warning against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology linked to the Latin mass in a secret memo by FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin. By the way, if you have not seen, I, I linked up Kyle Serafin with timothy gordon and timothy gordon was able to have a great conversation with him on his channel i think on monday it was it was a great talk um i would suggest all of you guys and gals who are interested in the subject go in and check it out and as as kyle will even say the people who brought this forward the whistleblowers inside the fbi who brought this forward to the surface they're not Catholics, they're actually evangelicals because they know that to pry the door open to the Christian world through going after very small pockets of traditional Catholic circles and, and organizations, people who, who prefer the Latin Mass and all preconciliar ways of practicing the faith, that is just kicking the door open to Christianity in general. And we know that's, ex- I mean, that's really the crux of where the war is right now why I say there are less and less political ways to describe what's going on. Um, or I should say less and less ways to use to, to have politics be the way that we describe or explain what's going on. It goes beyond that now. Has been for a while, but now there's no, no mask left. Let's see. Um, And even in a response to an inquiry by the Catholic news agencies, the FBI said it would remove the document because, quote, it does not meet our exacting standards. The controversy continues to draw the attention of the conservative media, as well as politicians scandalized by this blatant violation of the First Amendment. But that's not the only problem the FBI has. And when the story broke, Trump endorsed Representative Harriet Hageman 
of Wyoming, proudly serving Wyoming in the U.S. House, has defeated Rhino Liz Cheney in the primaries, went on with Washington Watch host and Christian leader Tony Perkins recommending an exorcism to be performed on the FBI. Tony Perkins tweeted on the 10th, says that Representative Hageman is absolutely right. The memo was withdrawn, but it's not sufficient. Why was the memo written in the first place? There's a culture of hostility toward religion in the FBI, and it needs an exorcism. So I don't think that she actually, maybe she does, and I wouldn't be opposed to it, an actual exorcism. But um, there you have that. All right, over in Hawaii, as I said before, here is some of the the lava that has been flowing over there. This was like this was shared by Truth Seeker on Twitter. Magnitude 4.8 earthquake hits Hawaii, following which the uh, Kileo, and I forgot how to say that. I'm sorry to all my Hawaiians out there. The volcano erupted. Lava has reportedly been flowing from the volcanic mass over the past 48 hours. And the 48 hours window is interesting because whether it's American military news or other places, here you have this. This is from January 15th today. China likely behind green lasers over Hawaii, NASA says. Streaks of green light that lit up the night sky over Hawaii in January were likely lasers from a Chinese satellite, and NASA, a NASA scientist said. The revelations came as airborne objects, Chinese and otherwise, began to sh- uh, shoot out of the sky or shot out of the sky early in February. The lights were captured on video early on January 28th during a live stream of the night sky. Parallel lines of green light quickly flashed one by one, one by one across the sky in footage from Subaru Asahi star camera perched on the dormant volcano, Mauna Kea. According to the video description, live stream viewers initially suggested the lights came from the NASA satellite which shoots laser pulses at the Earth to scan its landscape. But days later, NASA itself said it came to a different conclusion. So they're thinking it was NASA. They're thinking that it was was Starlink. And then we get these. Chinese satellites fire green lasers. This is from the Independent over Hawaii as tensions escalate over spy balloon. This is two days ago. Uh, Incident comes amid escalation of tensions between China and the U.S. after a Chinese spy balloon was spotted over Montana earlier this month and three other flying objects were shot down this week. Now, though some of this, some of this, uh, most of it was caught, this initial thing was caught in the late, the, the later parts of January. And then you have on February 6th is when the correction came out and said that China was most likely the candidate. Still, it makes you wonder what it may have to do with the with the volcano, if anything. If that balloon, if what we're supposed to believe was a Chinese weather balloon, was just trying to pick up on however many, I don't know what kind of geometric data or whatever it is. Maybe, who knows what's being tested right now? I just don't believe anything. I don't believe anything that anybody says, especially when they assign it blame to someone. What can be what can really be concluded right now? I have some thoughts, 
Maybe we'll get around to them in the second half. If not, we've got tomorrow and Friday. I've got a lot of thoughts. I've been writing them down because I don't want to. I don't want to do the the sky anomaly stuff every night. But you know, if you've been watching this show for any period of time, this is what I like doing most. This kind of weird stuff, and then human interest stories, and taking your calls. That's what I like doing the most. So we're definitely going to have a UFO deception, uh, uh, full out analysis by the end of the week, at least one full night when we have. When we have Timothy Alberino coming back on Friday. So, Paul Hookum put this out there. Did you hear this? This is Aaron Dugzak. Dugzak. Caught on hot mic during the World Series of Poker. Talking about how he wishes he never got the vaccine. And he's he's uh, commiserating with somebody who held out just until a couple of weeks ago and then decided he was going to take all the shots so that he can play this fucking po- poker tournament. My gosh, what a waste. Here you go, listen to this. Uh, I wish I would have never got the vaccine. I mean, What's that? I wish I never would have got the vaccine. I never did. Uh, I've been having chest pain ever since I had that thing. Really? Yeah. Still, you're still having it? Yeah, every time to time. And they're saying that you get uh, hardens the arteries. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to go get it checked out. Oh, but, I mean, but ever since, dude, it's just... That's horrible. It's been weird. I held out. I held out until like a month ago. Not even a month ago. Oh, is that right? Why did you decide to get it then also? I wanted to come play the World Series. Oh, they didn't have that guideline list right now. Pardon me? They didn't have that. As a foreigner, you can't get into U.S. Uh, Brian Kim also... Right. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know that the U.S. still has this in place where you can't get into the country if you are a foreign national without without the shot. Of course, those are just the countries that signed the the uh, the, the the no fault uh, waiver. You remember we were talking about those contracts that were being signed with Pfizer and Moderna and J and J and all that stuff. It's pretty much Canada, the United States, European countries, um, Australia, but none of the countries down down Mexico, Central America, South America. And that's why where people were wondering, well, why is it that everybody that comes into this country needs to show vaccine proof? Meanwhile, you're letting in hundreds of thousands of foreign nationals from the southern border and nobody is being jabbed and nobody is being even offered vaccines or anything like that. Well, it's because if it's because if a, if a Mexican family comes over the southern border and we put that in their arm, they get they get hurt. They might actually be able to sue. That's what I would imagine. I can't believe it. I wouldn't know. I don't do any international travel, but man, this guy comes in from Canada to play poker, and he had to. That's the collateral he had to offer up. That sucks, but he did it. So it's on him. It's on him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. You know, I got another thing here on that real quick. I got another email from from uh, Poopy. He sent me a message on Twitter, and it was about the DeMar Hamlin thing. This is what he said. He said, Frank, I think that pause by DeMar Hamlin was very thought out, well thought out, and on point. Put yourself in his position. Let's say he knows it's because of the jab, and he wants to tell everybody. If he says anything close to the V word... The interview doesn't get aired, it's ABC, and most likely he gets his career ruined. Uh, if it's not, uh, if not physically hurt by Big Pharma slash DS. So how do you say it without actually saying it? This was it in my opinion. And ultimately, this is me speaking now, who knows? But it does make, that that makes the most sense. As I was saying last night, because 
all he had to do was simply repeat what everyone else had been saying on his behalf while he was in the hospital, and you are, it's all behind you. And you move on to other football-related uh, questions in that 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 time, that spot with, um, what's his name? Strahan. So that's one I'm sure a lot of you have taken that, that position to. Why? Why? You know in taking the interview what's going to be coming up. You know what you're going to be talking about. So you, just as easy, just stick to what has already been said for you while you were not even conscious, if that's what's going on. So that's all I have. On top of that, it's just a lot of craziness, a lot of crazy shit, and we have to really pay extra special attention to what's going on with Russia now because, I don't know, it's hard for me to play the distraction game. I do think that what we consider distractions far too often are more so precursors than distractions. For example, we have this um, this situation with the nuclear armament being ramped up and, and most most uh, nuclear fleet members and, and, uh, and ships out there in the, the Russia-Ukraine area of the world. Well, starting to get a little bit more misty. A little bit more murky, a little bit more muddy. I don't know how much time, how much uh, space we have left. I thought that our back was up against the wall not too long ago, but I guess there's more distance between us and the walls we think, or we're getting pressed, squeezed like a grape. It could be that. Anyway, we'll be right back. Going to set the table for our friend Robin, and I hope that you're going to be around for the ride. I sent all of the links to watch across the quite frankly socials. If you do me a favor. And please share them with everybody you know. And if you're watching on YouTube and Rumble, please hit the like button. Uh, On Rumble, we can go as far as trending on the front page if we can get all the likes up to anywhere near mimic the amount of concurrent viewers we have. On YouTube, it'll at least get us noticed by the people who are already subscribed, which is huge because we're growing in ways that I never thought we can do that again on YouTube. It's a couple of dozen here, a couple of dozen there, but it's better than staying still. So thank you for everything, and we will be right back. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Welcome back. Welcome back. It is 7.18 p.m. on the East Coast. 
and we have a nice little program for you tonight we have a good one building tomorrow and one that is almost done for Friday the only thing you can't plan for is the news cycle which is down to a six-hour cycle and the gems that it coughs up sometimes cause you to throw an entire show away and write a new one in half hour make you wonder what the hell you spent all that time writing the other shows for and why you spend so much time writing shit that's so easily disposable you know it's a, it's a, it becomes existential an existential crisis this news this news cycle okay what do we have here yahoo i want to play this i want to re- i want to read this for you because there is so much more to this that's going to lead into everything else yahoo says Digital video viewing to top traditional radio or TV in the U.S. Now, this is also, they're talking about Netflix, Amazon, how it's destroying television. But they're also talking about streaming on YouTube, Rumble, elsewhere. It's a trend that we all know is here, and it's a trend that we all know that we are a part of. For the first time ever, U.S. adults will spend more time this year watching digital video on platforms such as Netflix, TikTok, and YouTube than viewing traditional television insider intelligence forecast on Wednesday. In the historic first, the market tracker expects linear TV to account for less than half of daily viewing, dropping to under three hours while daily uh, average daily digital video watching climbs to 52.3% with three hours and 11 minutes. This milestone is driven by people spending more and more time watching video on their biggest and smallest screens, whether it's an immersive drama on connected TV or a viral clip on a smartphone. Insider intelligence principal analyst Paula, uh, Paul Verna said in a release, Given teens' preferences for social and streaming video over television, we can expect these trends to continue to shift in favor of digital. Netflix and YouTube are neck-and-neck neck neck leaders when it comes to digital video audience attention, with U.S. adults tuning in for about 33 minutes daily on average at each platform, according to Insider Intelligence. Live sports events became available on video streaming platforms is also helping power the shift away from traditional television, as is the popularity of shared video clips on apps, the market tracker said. TikTok is a key driver in the average amount of time spent there, uh, spent there daily by U.S. adults climbing sharply, according to the insider intelligence. TikTok versus Netflix will be a major trend to watch this year. The lines between social and entertainment have blurred, and TikTok is now coming for the bigger screen video players. Now, the reason why I bring this up, they're talking about TikTok in, in particular, but I wanted to bring this up because this is a uh, an affirmation of the bigger picture, which is that it's all going to be more and more you user-driven, user-created, and shows like this. I mean, we've been, we've been the media for a while now. New media has been that. If you haven't been investing your time in that and people and shows that you like in new media for the last however ever many years, we've been doing this since 2006 over here, and that's why whatever we do is watched. Whatever we do on the air is watched. It's co-opted. Um, it's reacted to by the billionaires in the corporate media. That's what they do now. We start conversations. 
we touch on the untouchable and they just react. It's actually very freeing. And, you know, not that they haven't made it tougher for people to find us and to support us and, and all that, but even that has become harder. Even that has become harder for the dinosaurs to, to get in between us and audiences that are just, they've got a, uh, an itch like I do right now. They've got a, they've got a desire for something, a hunger for media that is not on television. That's not just saturated by lipstick and high heels and, and these empty suit broadcasters and whatever overpaid animals. They want something a little bit more authentic and uh, a little bit more tangible, something they can they can interact with. Now, um, all we need to do is overcome our own hangups. That's what we have to do at our, with supporting shows like this one. Um, you buy a Cablevision package back in the year, back in the day, and it supported X amount of channels and programs on the on Cablevision or Optimum, however it became after that, and that's really what it is. Even if you're not watching certain channels, every channel is uh, is really making out on that rev- that shared revenue because of what you were paying the service provider for. Now it's just if you, as long as you have an internet connection, you can get you can fill up your time with as much mostly free stuff all over the place. Uh, podcasts. Uh, I, there's there's not that very many people who put barriers between listeners and their stuff. They'll do paid second hours. That's that's smart, um, especially since the goal for everybody is to build an audience. Now, I I've always had my stuff out there for free, and always going to be accessing. Uh, you're always going to be able to access it for free. But it doesn't go doesn't take away from the fact that there is a a need for people to support media. Carte blanche, or not carte blanche, a la carte, I should say definitely don't want to do a carte blanche there's a lot of shit out there but um that's the only hang-up i believe that we have and that's only because we're in a transition right now where people were just so used to paying the cable vision bill and getting everything you ever wanted on television right there in front of you and knowing that 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 money's being dispersed across the entire country and the world how the advertising dollars that come in that program is being produced in a studio somewhere by a large uh, a large staff and writers and, and hosts and all of that. They got the makeup. They got everything. We just got to realize that it is ours for the taking because what is going on right now, those days of being, those days are gone on, on cable. But most of the shows you enjoy like this one take a lot of time to produce. And um, and, and they're, we're able to do this by just fractions of the audience becoming sponsors and things like that it just goes to show how powerful we can be because we're already doing this on a shoestring budget compared to what the the multi-billionaires are pumping into these these dead studios dead studios and i think that's a um a great example of a parallel economy one of the best examples of a parallel economy coming on up because they tried stifling this growth by really coming down on the censorship end of things and still uh wherever we were censored new platforms popped up now when it comes to media we've seen how versatility and flexibility has come to our advantage but when it comes to the economic side of things the thing the very thing that drives it all the dollars that drive it 
this is what I want to talk to about with Robin McCutcheon tonight. Because um, it's one thing to find a place to get your eggs from that's not a chain. It's one thing to go to get any kind of product or service at a local, all-American, not major corporate franchise location or store or something to really to really help create those parallel economies that we always discuss always discuss but what happens when you are all forced into a digital currency nightmare that is meant to make sure that all private tra- private transactions are never private again and that what you are talking about on the air if you are a podcaster or something like that, if it is unsavory to the current regime, that they can just as easily sick their, 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 I don't know, their obsessive DOJ on you, from the Attorney General on down to the FBI, obsessive people who are highly political, and they're always looking for ways to keep anybody down who has any kind of allegiance to anything other than this fake nation, as I said, that has been built up around us in the footprint of the former American Republic. And that is why I want to not only start off with all of the the numbers of this ridiculous, the 500,000 jobs added in January, I need to know where the hell that came from. I need to know where that came from. I want to know about that. But then we got to get into a little bit of a deeper subject, and that should take us to the top of the hour and have a good time. Always a good time with Robin on. And then I have a few other things that we can do in the second half real quick before we get on off, and, um, and we are on our way. So Dr. Robin McCutcheon is an associate professor of economics in the Department of Finance, Economics, and International Business at the Lewis College of Business at Marshall University. Her favorite topics in economics uh, to teach are principles of micro and macro economics, comparative economic systems, and history of thought, which I love. We've been doing a lot of that over the years with, with Robin coming on as a guest. Tonight, we're going to do it a little bit more with her, and, uh, and that's what we're about to embark on. All right, so it is Tuesday night. No, no, it's Wednesday night. Last night was Tuesday. And Robin McCutcheon is with us. What's going on, Robin? Hey, Frank. I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. So is is all well with you, and how are you and the husband doing? Oh, we're all good. And you know what? I should have updated my bio because I actually got a promotion. I'm now a full professor. Oh, well, congratulations. And you know what? I also I want to retroactively apologize for all the times I didn't properly address you as doctor. I keep forgetting your Ph.D. Forget it. It's okay. Most of my students do. Okay. Well, good. Well, then, fine. I don't feel so. I don't feel so bad anymore. All right. So, you know, I wanted to. Ha- I. It was my fault for not thinking ahead. Uh, as soon as the job numbers came out in January, and trying to get you on with me around the time of the State of the Union, but I have you now. That's just as well. Two weeks ago. We get a 500,000 job added report, which was the basis for Democrat chest beating heading into this awful State of the Union. And I asked the audience a question, are you feeling or seeing the economic prosperity? It was almost a resoundingly, a resounding no, but I want you to take this away. Start with the 500,000 jobs in January. What the hell are those? Uh... To be blunt, they're lies. Is it, we'll start with that. Um, but but look, you wanted to know how these numbers are calculated. So yes, 
Um, I'm going to be spewing out some numbers that come from the Bureau of Labor Statistics website. So some of this should be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt. But as a labor economist, we always start with the working age population. That's everyone over the age of 16 until they die. So in that population, that huge population, it's about 266 million people. Okay, that's everybody who's working over the age, working, not working, whatever, over the age of 16. So from that huge population, it's divided into two pieces. One piece is the labor force, and that's approximately 166 million people. The other population is the not in the labor force. They're, they're not working, they're not looking, they're, they're, they're just not part of the labor force. And that number of people is 100 million. Mm. But they're eligible to work. They could, yes, they're over 16, but they're choosing not to work. They're not unemployed. They are not counted as part of the labor force. Okay, so that's that huge 100 million population. Back over in the labor force, we, we, that is subdivided into those who are employed and then those who are not employed and looking for work. And so in, in those two bunches, so out of the 166 million, there's approximately, um, according to the unadjusted numbers, about 7.6% of that labor force is the unemployed. Okay, uh-huh. so 7.6% of 166 million is what, 12 million? And that's an, that, that, that number is unadjusted for seasonal effects, for the birth death model, for the number of people that the Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates is coming in illegally or not. So um, one of the people that I was researching, the guy's name is um, Misk. He said that after looking at all of these numbers, he realized that the Bureau of Labor Statistics had begun readjusting all of the numbers, all of the employment numbers starting in June. So the June numbers that we got was 146 million roughly employed and they adjusted it down by 200,000. July numbers were adjusted down by 600,000. Jeez. August adjusted down by 572,000 and so forth. And so if you add all these adjustments up, you get two and a half million jobs that are lost, gone. So I, I don't know the 500,000 the 500, number that the administration came up with. For, for me, it's garbage, but this guy called it poison. Poison data. Poison. In fact, the Bureau of Labor Statistics said, and I'll read it to you, seasonal adjustment factors appear to have flattered the headline as smaller than usual post-holiday layoffs bolstered the payroll numbers. And then they said, we suspect members of the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, will take January's blowout employment report with somewhat of a grain of salt, meaning it's all bullshit. It's crap. They lied again. They, see, Frank, this, this is the thing. 
they lie about everything. The media lies about everything. I'm, I'm talking the mainstream, not the alternative media. The, the media lies about everything. The government numbers, I said, we're going to use these numbers, even though they're government numbers, it's as good as we've got. And they lie about everything. If your audience really wants to get a closer handle on what the unemployment numbers are, they should go to John Williams shadowstats.com website. And John Williams is estimating that the unemployment rate, it's not the 6.6 or the 5.3, it's not even the unadjusted 7.6 number. It's closer to 16%. Shoot. And and from my personal opinion, I'm thinking it's probably closer to 20% because I think that John's numbers even are a little conservative. You, you know, Robin, when you when you when you put this all out there, that's why I I'm not trained like you are. Um, I've done some things to try to educate myself on how these things are calculated, and and then everything else is just gut feelings. That's why when it came to seeing this this uh, this number put out there in January, I just and then and then of course all the Praetorian Guard media that went out there and just started beating their chest. Wow, the Biden boom, the Biden boom. It's it's trending all over the place. Biden boom. That's why I just I just wanted to ask people: Are you seeing and feeling this? Are you feeling the prosperity when you go to buy your uh, your groceries when you go to fill up your gas tank? Are you seeing? And, and you know the other thing is there, uh, uh, Robin, is that. At the same time, there is help wanted signs everywhere. I have mm-hmm. small, my friends, I, especially my one buddy uh, who owns a, a pizzeria around here, he has been breaking his, his back working nonstop from open to close because he cannot get anybody to come and work anymore. That he used yeah. to be able to put out a Facebook post, hey, we're looking for pizza makers and whatever, and he has to be able to fight people off. Um, I have friends, I cannot wait to get you some of this information about some friends of mine who are working in some uh, dying real estate businesses in New York City. What's going on in New York City on a real estate level uh, through especially the manipulation of COVID funds, this is going to be such an an incredible story once it's ready to come on the show. But uh, what's going on right now, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, some people are just looking for anything to just parade around as a victory because we're so swept up with this cult of personality, ideological warfare that uh, the common sense is not even being employed. Well, it's it's actually it's actually worse than that, because um, these things that are going on, the the Biden boom, it's not a boom and it's an implosion. Um, these things that are going on are meant to distract us from um, what's really happening. So, for example, um, if I can, if I can talk just a wee bit about the East Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. Please. Um, yeah, you guys are in big trouble because the prevailing winds blew all of that aerosolized crap north northeast. So. It's just to the east of Toronto. It's now way up by uh, uh, Ottawa and Montreal. And now the now the prevailing winds are going to be coming down from the north-northwest. So it's going to blow all this shit back to you. I know. So duck, because it's coming. So these things that um, the Praetorian Guard, the mainstream media, the Biden 
butt slappers. They're they're all trying to cover up for not incompetence. This is not incompetence. This is willful. I can't think of another I, I, without swearing. This is a willful destruction of the American economy. This is a willful destruction of jobs. This is a willful destruction of employers. And and why do they want this? Well, they really, really, really want power and control, Frank. That's why they're trying to roll out this new central bank digital currency. Because once they've once that they've got total control of the money supply through a digital means so that you cannot use cash and be anonymous anymore, they've got you by the short hairs. There is there is that slavery. It's complete and total slavery. Mm. I, I, because, I, because once they control the money, that they can shut you off in a second. I don't care how many different platforms you're on. They can shut you down. They don't like what you're saying. They can shut off your money. They don't like you. They can shut off your food. They can shut off your power. They can, shut, they can literally kill you which is exactly what I think they were doing up in East Palestine, Ohio. They're, they're killing off people. They don't care about people. They are evil sons of bitches and they need to be taken away. I'm I'm Ooh. I'm with no I'm, I'm with you. I'm with no. Hey, listen. I, when it comes, you have no clue, have no clue how many times I go home at night and I say, "Oh man, what came over me?" I just. <laughs> but, but it's, I, I must have gotten some of it from you because I wasn't like this a half good, an hour ago. Good. It's, 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 I rub off on people, and uh, yes. I always I hope that it's just the good things that rub off. But you know, you're right on that, and that's why I said, it, especially with the with the, the uh, East Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. I I thought about that, and I uh, what I always say that there's symbolism baked into everything. When you have those big fires ripping through a place like Paradise, California, right? I'm like, what the hell? When you yes. have the, when we're when we're being told two weeks ago to literally follow the bouncing Chinese ball across the country, I'm like, okay, right. here's another metaphor for you. And now we have this in Palestine. Palestine, uh, where we know that the fires have never stopped burning for uh, decades out there in the Middle East. So right. um, it's there's and as you said, what it what it bleeds into and what it will trickle on over as the prevailing winds take it east, northeast, and uh, I don't know. That's just something we're going to have to deal with at this point. But you brought up central uh, bank digital currencies. I have a one minute. 24 second clip I'm going to play you're going to be able to hear it you won't see it it's okay. Catherine Austin Fitz speaking with Tucker Carlson about maybe two and a half weeks ago and okay. uh, I'm going to play this and then I got some questions for you they're, they're and they're big concepts so let's just listen to this the reality as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us and cbdc's central bank digital currencies and vaccine passports or digital ids are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate it's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom and we don't understand that when this gate closes on us we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies it's a financial 
financial transaction control grid and it gives the ability for the central bankers and they've said this publicly the ability to not only set set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally if you don't behave you can have your money turned off so if you've enjoyed liberty it's very hard to you know perceive this iceberg before you hit it and that's why it's so important and I commend you for for talking about CBDCs we need to not let the propaganda persuade us that one this is convenient or two that we need this or three not only the dangers of CBDCs but the opportunities if we start to reverse financial tyranny tyranny so right right exactly but see this operation has gone for a long time the CBDCs is just the last step all of this started way back in 1913 when the Federal Reserve was created and it was created out um, uh, run by private bankers it's not it's no more federal than Federal Express. It is a private bank. It has been, it has been the bane of our existence. It, it, these people, these bankers and politicians have worked together hand in glove for 110 years to put us all into slavery. I mean, they tried to kill us off with the, with the COVID virus, the COVID. I like how Matt said it, the mm. COVID. They, then they tried to kill us off with the jab. And now they're trying to kill us off by killing our water supply and our food and our animals. When in the fork are we going to stop these assholes? When? I, it's, a good, it's a great question. Because, because at the end of the line, just as Catherine says, is slavery. Complete, utter, total slavery. No freedom for anybody. None. Let me ask you this. About 10 years ago, um, an author, uh, you probably know him, Robert Higgs. Robert Higgs, he oh. wrote a book. He wrote a book in, uh, titled Crisis and Leviathan, uh, which, oh, yeah. which lays out this easily recognizable pattern wherein during times of crisis, government will seize power over many things for which it has never been given any authority. And, mm-hmm. and when the crisis abates... We are drawn back to a new point of normalcy, not what it was prior to the crisis, just a little bit more. And this cutting and bulking cycle or bulking and cutting cycle continues over years. And it comes to be what has now become a state of normalcy that would have been seen as an obvious state of despotism to any previous generation of our of our nation. So in using the example, how I opened up with how new media rose up around the centralization of old media, not without our own challenges, mind you, but we were able to break away and do our own thing. How can a parallel economic marketplace do the same if we are transitioned into this centralized digital currency uh, transaction grid, like she said, because as unstable as the American dollar is, we can still deal in cash at this point. With this digital dollar on the horizon and the IRS expanding by the size of a small army, where is the light at the end of the tunnel? I don't know. Maybe it's an oncoming train. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I don't, I don't mean to sound so, um, so, so black. But, no, it's um, realistic. You sound realistic. I, I mean, the, the, where we're at right now reminds me a lot of part two of the book Atlas Shrugged, where um, the, the transportation system, the infrastructure system, the electric system, they're all beginning to fail and malfunction because not only are they very old systems 
as we know. Um, but the people who know how to run them and, and correct them and maintain them and build them are either retiring or dying or quitting. And um, there's, there's only so much you can do with AI. AI is nowhere at the point where we could replace ourselves. Their AI is not to the point where we could have it build homes and buildings and streets and bridges and run trains. And I think, um, I think that the good thing that I'm seeing out of this is that because of Operation Warp Speed, and I know a lot of people are down on Trump because he hasn't refuted the, the jabs, but there's a whole story behind that um, that I, I think is even more dire and desperate than, than most people know. But, but I think because of Operation Warp Speed, President Trump pushed the deep state to do things faster than they really wanted to do. I think they, they so, so in, and in pushing these um, deep staters to perform these things that they want, like bringing out the central bank digital currency, we're nowhere near, not ready, that's not the way I want to say it, but we're nowhere near the point where they can make it work prop properly. There's n they're not to the point where they can actually enslave us. And I think that Operation Warp Speed went a really long way towards exposing all of these demonic plans, these, these evil plans that these SOBs have for us, because they really don't like us. Um, I've, I've heard people say, I can't wrap my head around why these people are so evil. Well, how could you? How could you wrap your head around someone who, who is into child trafficking or pedophilia? And a lot of the things that are going on out there in the world that distract us, the balloons, you know, the, the train derailment that really wasn't reported on by the mainstream media, not, not really. Um, all these little things are distractions to keep us from seeing that those, those jerks and clowns at all levels of government and in some of the very highest levels of big tech and big pharma are really nasty people. Yeah. Lizard people. Yeah. And, um, and they, and, 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 and if, if what I'm hearing is really true, I mean, we still haven't seen Epstein's client list. What if on Epstein's client list you have 200 senators or House of Representatives people? What if they're all pedophiles? What if they've all been to, to Epstein Island? What if they're all into child trafficking? What if they're into child sacrifice? What, what if? I don't and know. And that's what's being kept away from you know from from prying eyes well i'll bet you i'll bet you there are some people who know about this for sure for sure and have all the receipts well you know when i think about that i i like i said there's a there's that that um that's train of thought about what is a distraction and what could be a precursor um i i'm not as easily swayed by oh this is a distraction that's a distraction i think we're just being bombarded by a whole lot of stuff at once and yes. um and because you know it, it, for example if and I, I don't know who was waiting for an epstein client list to be to to come out like who is going to be releasing i just been hearing a lot of rumors that it might be coming soon i don't know from who where it's going to be published and under under what kind of 
I don't know what. But uh, I, I don't see how any a number of balloons could ever take away attention from something like that coming out. Um, well. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, they're going to have to really just roll out the aliens and uh, and just start dropping the bombs because there's not right. going to be any there's I don't feel like there's any sleight of hand tricks that could be done for those types of gigantic revelations. Um, you, you're really going to have to start dropping actual bombs. Well, they did up at East Palestine. They blew up a train hmm. on purpose because because um, they had how many different cars full of this polyvinyl chloride any number of other kinds of toxins that, you know, are pretty unstable. And I read today that none of those train cars were marked as hazardous. So, you know, um, the the train derailed February 3rd. When did they blow them up? A week later. I know. I, I so so that's that's not an accident. That's planned. Um, maybe your audience doesn't know, but coming up uh, pretty quick, either the end of this week or the beginning of next week, um, there's a Supreme Court case that's be- going to be heard, filed by uh, Lloyd Brunson, um, charging that 385 congressmen and women did not uh, fulfill their, their oath to the Constitution by allowing an investigation of the 2020 election. I thought this was already this was already passed up nope. on in January. Nope. 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 Mm-mm. No, it's still coming. So why doesn't the, the mainstream media want to talk about that? Well, there's a lot out because there. Because they're all in on it. How many millions of dollars did um, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, and CBS rake in from Pfizer at all for, you know, brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by AstraZeneca for all the jabs, millions and millions of dollars. I would have to say and more. The COVID, the COVID money. Oh my God. That's, that's holy crap. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give them credit for something there to have taken all the real money. Or maybe all the, the the last of the fake monopoly money, and they probably want to turn it, turn it into hard assets somewhere. And, uh, and, yeah. and as they walk out the door, they close us in, like uh, Catherine Fitz talks about. And well, that's that's the last thing that all corrupt governments and tyrannical dictatorships do, right? They loot the treasury and they leave the people penniless and enslaved to the gangs and the and the brutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think the book that you should be doing in your book club is Atlas Shrugged, because we really, truly are in part two. And what comes in part three isn't any prettier, because everything collapses. And that's where we're headed. We're headed for an economic collapse. We are headed for a place where the U.S. dollar is worthless. In fact, um, there are now... Um, including the BRICS countries, so Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, there are at least a dozen other countries that are going to join the BRICS. And I heard a rumor that Germany was too. Well, if Germany joins the BRICS with Russia and China, I know there goes there goes the European Union, gone. Absolutely. I mean, that's so. Big... I hope they do quick because the faster we can get rid of this fiat crap money system and get to a gold back system, the better off we're going to be. And um, so, you know, Russia, 
God bless him. God bless President Putin because he backed the Russian ruble um, the beginning of March 2022 with gold, strongest currency on earth. I, you know, uh, Robin, I got to say, and I know just from all the, all the years that we've been talking now, that you don't have a, 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 a grim outlook on the future of humanity at large. Over the course, no. over the course of generations and years, you know the cycles in history. You know the ups and downs. You know the darkness that gives way to light eventually. Um, I, I do not take you as a pessimistic doomsayer or anything like that. But it is, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to hear this this dire tone in your voice tonight. Well, I, I, we're a lot closer to the collapse of the U.S. dollar than we were the last time we spoke, just yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. You know, um, and <clears throat> I think that, look, this is a good thing. It, it, it will be a totally good thing for this fiat U.S. dollar to just go away back into the dustbin of history. And it will be a good thing that the central bankers do not control our money supply it will be a good thing to watch the U.S. government be devolved back to the state governments and the local governments. And if your audience has not already read it, um, they should go to Patel Patriot Substack, devolution.link. That's devolution.link. And read what he wrote because we truly are in a continuity of government situation. Um, I, I think that Patel Patriot did, his, his real name is John Harold. He did an excellent job at um, describing and analyzing and examining all the things that President Trump did from the day he walked into office to put the government into a situation where the levers of power do not lie with Biden or the Congress. They lie somewhere else. And your audience needs to go and, and read that because that gives me great hope. Um, and also, just so that your audience knows, Patel Patriot is not a not a Huey follower, if I can put it that way. Mm -hmm. He's just not. That's not where his um, research lies. So um, we are in a we are in a situation. I think that will take us back before 1871, before the Organic Act of 1871 um, turned us into yet a colony of Britain. Um, and if your audience will just go research that, they will find uh, plenty to, I wouldn't use Google, they'll probably censor you, but, you know, Brave or um, Start Page or, you know, I'm, maybe even DuckDuckGo, but I'm not sure. Um, people need to go back and read their history because we have been flimflammed for 150, 170 years. And, um, and I think that the the devolution devolving us back down into 50 state republics the republic of new york the republic of ohio the republic of west virginia we're all designed and created as republics and what that will do is that will that will take the federal government size and get rid of 90 percent of it yeah i mean um Thomas Massey from Kentucky is already introducing a bill, H.R. 866, to get rid of the Department of Education because that is not a, an original agency defined by the Constitution. Our money was to be mint, minted, gold and silver. That's, that's God's money. 
And so I think we are I think we are taking very slow, cautious steps to a future that none of us has ever seen because we weren't alive in 1868 to see it. You're so right. I'm I am very hopeful. I I have a lot of but I have a lot of hope for the future, but in the meantime we've got to go through a lot of crap. And all of the all of the pedophiles and cha- child sex traffickers and all of the people who are evil, demonic lizard people, they all need to be exposed. I mean, look at how Albert Borla of Pfizer has been exposed and Tedros of the WHO, the WHO, and Rachel Walensky of the CDC, that that witch. I had a different word for I her. I know, I know. I can see you fighting yourself tonight, Robin. I, I, I don't want to... It's, it's tough because I've, I've been lit today and... And so I think that all of these evil SOBs will be exposed, and I think a lot of them are going to meet a very um, untimely yet uh, justice-filled end. We will send them to meet their God and let him sort them out. I think that's happening. Why, why else would President Trump spend half a, half a billion dollars, $500 million, maybe I'm off by... Uh, a factor of a thousand, but he spent a crap ton of money to expand Gitmo. He has he has two more courtrooms, brand new courtrooms that will open up this summer, and he has three geriatric hospitals. I heard about those geriatric hospitals. All the old now, you, old terrorists, if, huh? If you will go back into, um, I think it was. June or July, the New York Times last summer had an article about, hey, Nuremberg 2.0 is coming. I don't, I don't, don't have the name, the title of the article off the top of my head, but basically the gray, the gray lady was trying to let everyone know, hey, you better sh- shut up, fly right, because retribution is coming. This will be this will be justice on a scale that you cannot imagine, and I'm I'm looking forward to that because there are a number of people that I think need to be removed permanently. From uh, and I and and the future that that we are going to be walking into as we're getting rid of this chaff, these tears out of our field of wheat, the future that we're walking into is going to I think be really spectacular because we will be having a monetary uh, a monetary currency that has value that's backed by gold or silver have your audience go check out nevada goldbacks that's oh, a polymer I, I, I have a few yeah i have a few great they're wonderful those I, yeah those are states that actually have accepted those goldbacks as currency utah wyoming new hampshire I heard that North and South Dakota are coming online, and um, and so there there are things there are things happening way under the radar that most people aren't paying attention to. Um, there's a representative from West Virginia that is asking West Virginia to create a gold-backed currency. So I think things I think. Things are going to be okay, but Catherine Austin Fitz is absolutely correct. If we, if we don't start um, taking our future into our own hands and being self-sufficient, if you need to raise your own chickens, raise your own chickens so you can get eggs. Um, 
and the alternative media is going to help us. I just read yesterday that more than half, more than half of the adult population does not listen to the MSM. And we're and the and the younger the generations, the more people don't listen to the MSM. They're they're getting their information from the alternative media. Or they're tuning out completely because they they just know it doesn't serve them in some way. It it just uh and and I, and I actually respect. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, and I I can understand that sometimes. Yeah. Just to know how how it turns everybody else around you into an animal, and you just want to binge on memes all day and and yeah. and, and reels. <laughs> you know, that's just. But, but Robin, this has been uh, yet another big, fiery, awesome conversation with you, and we we got to keep we got to keep up with the Joneses here because. Okay. It's uh it's it's i mean this is really it's exciting exciting. times honestly frank listen this is the most exciting time to be alive ever because what we're looking at what we're watching no one alive has ever seen we are going to see the collapse of governments all over the world including our own and we are going to replace our government with the because we are charged by our forefathers to do this it's our responsibility it's our obligation that when we see a tyrannical government that we make the moves that we need to to replace it and we are doing this it's slow it really is slow this is it's not something you can set a date for it's it's got to be done move by move by move and 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 this is so cool i'm frank frank when your little girl gets to be 30 in a few years yeah. and she looks back and she says, Daddy, tell me about what you did to help save the country. <laughs> You're going to be able to go, let me show you some of these shows, Aurora. Oh, well, yes. and, and, and who knows? Glorious. And who knows which shows they will be? I, I, I remember, Robin, I remember um, just thinking uh, out loud with, with everybody because, we I mean, we're, we're all taking this journey together. I remember it was around November or December 2016, and it was uh, President-elect Trump. And all, all of a sudden we started seeing the storm clouds gathering about this 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 idea of Russian collusion and improper improper communications yeah. with Russian assets and all that and I uh, I was I was talking about it on this show with friends and 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 off air too and I said you know can you even we could not I said I wonder where we're going to be in April I'm talking about April 2017 right I said and that was a month before they started they even launched a special counsel investigation. That yep. was in December of 2016, and to think about all the stuff that has happened since then, all the shows, all of the, all, I mean, all the twists and the turns, it's, uh, we're good. I don't know, I think, I, I think. I can't wait, I can't wait for the movie to come out. I know, it'll be, that'll be, that'll it's be one be hell of a, I'll, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta write some kind of a screenplay, just, just on our, on our end. Take it to a next another level. That'll be a lot of fun. But Robin, I, I can't wait to to have you back and to keep doing this. And and thank you for. I hope hopefully you got it all out of your system so you can relax the rest of the evening. No, I'm I'm gonna go have uh, my one little glass of wine. I'm going to um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go watch the Twitch chat because I I missed them tonight, and I was um, I was really looking forward to seeing me on the screen with the Twitch chat. But um, tell everybody in Twitch I said hi. I'm 
I miss them a lot. Um, it's a really rowdy group, but I'll tell you what, they're, uh, Frank, listen, I, I am always so impressed by your audiences. They are the smartest people ever. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you have kept on keeping on. Just keep doing what you're doing, please, because you are writing the history. These are the videos of history that you're doing. Every night you come on and you give us a grab bag of things that are going on, and then you kind of lay out the, the theme of the show. And I love the Friday night Babylon Bees. And, you know, the way that you're recording this, it's going to go down for dozens and dozens of years afterwards. People are going to be talking about you and your show in 100 years because they're going to be able to watch it. And they're going to be able to, this is going to be a time that we tell our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, this is how it happened. Well, I'm, I and look and see what we did. It's going to be great. You definitely, uh, you, you, you compliment me in very, very high ways. And I hope that, I hope that whatever uh, digital residue we leave behind with this show can make up any, any piece of the tapestry that is the history that we're living through. And that, that would be fine by me. And, and, and thank you yeah. for, for everything. And I'm sure that the Twitch chat can't wait for you to jump back in there and get reunited. So enjoy your <laughs> wine, and, and uh, we'll talk soon, I Robin. Shall. Thank you so much, Frank, and have a great evening. You too. Good night. Good night. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I, I, I have some thoughts on that. Uh, broader thoughts. I'd love to get yours. We'll take some calls in the second half. I just got some news that uh, looks like the band is not going to be getting together tonight. We're going to be pushing that back. So um, I, I have some time to take calls and, and, and super chats and hang out a little bit. What do we replace it with? Well, we have an 1871 Organic Act uh, blog up on quitefrankly.tv. We've talked about that a lot. I know about the Devolution series. I, I think I read the first one when it came out, and I, I didn't keep up afterwards. I, I have since been able to strike up a, uh, a nice personal uh, acquaintance-based relationship with John because I hosted that, uh, that Badlands Daily uh, uh, show with him that uh, that one day a couple of weeks ago and taking it back that I do with Adol and Zach uh, is is syndicated on Badlands on Thursdays at 4 p.m. So um, I know him and I I understand what what he's coming down to uh, what it comes that all comes down to that that breaking that that dissolving of the central and then going back down to the local but that's really just a restoration of what we are supposed to have. Like when I brought up the 1871 uh, theories and, and talks with Chris Ann Hall, I knew exactly how she was going to respond to it before we even got on. Uh, there is no, there is no uh, space inside of the originally ratified Constitution to be able to allow any kind of circumventing laws to nullify the rest of the Constitution. It's just not valid. Um, so for... To say, well, what's going to happen is we're going to come into a great time of of restoration. That would be wonderful. Re American Renaissance. That would be wonderful. It, I don't think it would be an ideological restoration or Renaissance, though. It's just going to be out of necessity. The federal government is broke. It has been for a long time, but it has been injecting. Uh, it, it, it's had it's had ways of numbing the pain for a long time. 
Now, that is going to trickle down to the states who are addicted to the pain medicine, the, the pain medicine at this point. The Republic of New York, well, I mean, uh, here's the real, the real issue. When the federal government dissolves into an inert mess, then yes, there's going to have to be ways for the states to pick up the slack. How they do that, how they're able to feed and support all the people who otherwise were getting food resources and food stamps from Washington, D.C., I don't know. I think that some states and some areas in some states are going to be better equipped than others. New York with the city in the southeast is going to be an absolute mess. That is going to trickle out into the tri-state area and beyond in New England. You're going to talk of, you're talking about an exodus of millions of people. Once you start getting starvation involved, uh, starvation and ignorance through uh, so many years being abused through the Department of Education and other things that should have never been around but have left an indelible mark on our society nevertheless, not to mention even those who don't even go to school but watch media and watch things coming out of Hollywood. We are, we are even if all of the geriatric, hopefully future residents of Gitmo that, uh, that, that work here get what they deserve and are removed from polite society. They're not leaving behind a polite society. They've actually made polite society impolite. So yeah, it'll be great for the ringleaders to finally, to finally, uh, to, to face some responsibility, but what they're leaving behind is a thoroughly shredded culture. So outside of the little mini resets that would have to be necessary on a state level and a regional level, there is going to be a lot of people who, you know, those hundred million people who are of working age and they are physically able, but aren't working. Well, uh, that there's, there's no more, there's no more gravy train. There's no more. And you want to see a great migration, a great migration back down to central and South America, waiting to all the people who came up here to be, uh, to take, to take part in the gravy train, realize that all the checks are not going to show up anymore that the EBT cards are not going to be recharged anymore, that there's no more, there's no more anything to go around. Then all the people who came up here because they heard the din- dinner uh, uh, bell ringing is going back town. They're going to get up and leave. And that's one hell of a way to end the welfare state. So there, there would be a lot of chaos. There would be a lot of violence, a lot of violence. And somewhere along the line, I don't know if it will be in our lifetimes, but maybe there's a chance, and that's all, barring there not being. Uh, that's all barring a uh, a nuclear exchange. Depending on how many grenades and stink bombs these freaks want to light and drop in our laps out the door as they walk out the door, that's really all dependent on that. It really is. Um, it's uh it's why when it's why when natives and and other other uh hunter gatherer warlike people who were um who were fashioning all their bows and arrows the arrows would always be barbed um especially if it's a if if you're you're going into to battle to to fight other people poisoned arrows, barbed arrows, so that they have to be pushed through. You can't pull them back. It's going to rip your entire leg apart. 
That's exactly what's going on. Uh, we, we've been hit by barbed arrows. And, uh, and that's why we make jokes. That's why we try to keep it light and airy. All right, it's 814. We'll be right back. We're going to do some super chats, take some calls, and this will be the rest of the night because I'm going to save all of my other stories for tomorrow and Friday. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you?
back. Back we are. Okay, we're going into our super chats. Seeing how everybody's feeling. First one up. First one up is... Let's go to the Rumble Rants, rants first. We got a Rumble Rant that came in. It's from Spud Hill. It says, thanks for Dr. Robin. She's a warrior and a patriot. Yeah, no, she she brought that warrior spirit, spirit tonight. Warrior spirit tonight, man. I loved it. Let's see. Over on quitefranklysuperchat.com, Silky Johnson says, Frank... That shirt you're wearing is awesome. Where did you get it? I'm wearing, I wanted to turn my 401k into gold and silver. I'm just unsure how safe it is. Not asking for financial advice, of course. Um, have you any experiences with it? Nevada Goldbacks? Oh, yeah, Nevada Goldbacks are wonderful. They're so awesome. I want to get the guy who created them to come on the show. I had his information at one point. They are, they are finely printed gold foils. It's real gold. But it comes down to you buy like five dollar, twenty dollar dollars into twenty dollar bills, and they are beautifully printed gold foil bills that are like one two hundredth of an ounce of gold or one five hundredth of an ounce of gold, and but it's printed out in fine, fine sheets, and it's a great way for people to buy gold without having to drop two thousand dollars an ounce. And uh, as Robin said, there are a couple of states that have have gotten down with that. But the Nevada, Nevada Goldbacks, I think that's where it started. Would love to have an uh, uh, have that guy on and talk about it. And maybe I'll bring one or two in to show you. I only have a few, but I wanted to do it, and they're easy. Like you, like five dollars at a time, twenty dollars at a time. It's just twenty dollars worth of gold, but it is, it's a it's a foil. So it looks like an actual bill, but anyway, um, thank you for the shirt compliment. This is a very old raggedy shirt now, and it came in one of Anthony's, uh, when Anthony first went viral, when 10 second songs took off in 2014, everybody was just sending him free stuff. Uh, that, that was like that initial surge of stuff and uh, loot crate. I don't know if anybody knows about what loot crate is. It's just like a monthly subscription service where you get all these like pop culture tchotchkes, however you want to call them, those pop uh, figurines and just little, just little things. And this is this showed up in one of them. He's like, "You want it?" So yeah, I like that kind of like 2D old that uh, that, that old arcade looking rendition of space, and it's got a it's got a I think that's a snowman down there. I don't know what the hell it is, to be honest. But I always just love the feeling it gave me. So thank you. As far as gold and IRAs, you know the people you talk to, Silky? You go and you get in touch with Tony at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver on the Quite Frankly Affiliates page. That's who you get in touch with. Like I said, he will take orders from everybody in this audience from as little as an ounce of silver or whatever the hell else. Or if you want to actually roll some of your retirement into physical gold. And they set up safes for you. It's physical gold. It's not paper. So you talk to him and he knows what he's doing. So let's see. uh, Carl Spackler. Thank you so much, Carl. Wonderful to have you out there. 
Mad Pogue says, Francis, when Aurora asks you what question, when she asks you that question 30 years from now, play her tonight's show. I'm going to have to remember that. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about the year 2100. I'll be dead and gone. But Aurora will be 80 years old. That I... I think about that and I want nothing more for her but to to live a, a rich, beautiful at least 80 years but just to think about that this this little this little baby I've been throwing around the house twirling around the house who's getting bigger and bigger and bigger is going to be 80 years old in 2100 and I uh if I if I'm able to stay alive, I'll be what, fifth, uh, 115, 115 years old. Good for me. Something like that. <laughs> um, thank you, Mad Pogue. Stove Stoops has always a great listen with Robin. Robin's fired up tonight. Thank you, Frank and Robin, in support of wonderful independent media. You're a wonderful guy. You're a wonderful family out there in Massachusetts. Thank you. Mark Swan says, thanks for the crotch cam. That's some nice ball cleavage. Oh, well, that's a reference to this morning's Dark to Light, which got a little weird at the end. No, it was fun. It was fun. We were talking about misogyny at the end and how um, women in media, they really need to take personal appearance as a, it's just going to be a thing. Personally, you know, Tracy was wondering, you know, how much how much the sex appeal really needs to be involved uh, in the mix for a female journalist to get any kind of real attention. So we had a little bit of a debate and uh, I, I suggested that, that to spice up the, the broadcast uh, that I will start, I will start showing a little bit more ball cleavage to bring in the views. So there's, that's among other things that were said. Thank you so much, Mark Swan. By the way, those are those recordings are done live now, 8.30 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Uncovered DC Rumble channel. So there you have it. Connor B. Good says, Frank, I love seeing Lauren and Aurora on the episode yesterday. Family is everything, and I love that you get that. Best show on the internet. Connor, thank you. I had a great time. The first hour, of course, was business as usual. The second hour was a little bit more chaotic. With yeah, my broke, uh, I had my my mug broken, and uh, Aurora running in and out, not wanting to do anything that I had hoped I can do with her. But I I knew that there was a chance that she's the cat's outside, and uh, she was making cake. She found a, she found uh, some of our post-it notes out there, and she put the post-it notes stacked on top of each other, and she was stacking other things around it and organizing things like she usually does, and she was making cake for us. She made us eat it before we left. So we ate the paper cake, and that was great. And I, I always love sitting here with Lauren and just chatting about things. But dinner was great, and then we we picked up a little bit of ice cream for Aurora, and she got to watch a show that she... No, she watched the Berenstain Bears. She's been watching a lot of Berenstain Bears lately. I showed it to her one day, and now she's just, Bears? 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 Daddy Bears? So she watched a little Berenstain Bears and ate her Cookie Monster ice cream, which is pretty much blue paint. 
it's vanilla ice cream with with blue food coloring and it just if it's like paint but um she loves it it turns her tongue blue and she gets a kick out of that and then we just got her ready for bed and then lauren and i sat back and we watched i love this movie it's only the second time i've watched it the first time i watched it i was taken by so pleasantly surprised crazy stupid love that movie is hilarious it's well thought out it's i mean i i don't know i i love that movie so much it really is a good good film and i started thinking to myself because ryan gosling is trying to get steve carell together and He's a, he's a newly uh, divorced dad, and he's really down, and he wants to win his wife back. But in the meantime, he's got he's to find some confidence. He's got to reconnect with his manhood. So Ryan Gosling is you know, you know, shaking him up a little bit, getting, getting him some styling, style tips and all that. I love when he recoils. Ryan Gosling recoils at the sound of Steve Carell's Velcro wallet as it opens up. It's like, what the f- um, and his uh, his New Balance shoes, and it made me think. And I put it in the Discord last night. I need a personal stylist. I want to talk to a personal stylist once. I don't have the money to keep one on, but I want to talk to someone that can turn me into the bald Ryan Gosling from Crazy Stupid Love, just once. Help me. Help me redo my entire wardrobe. Please, please, just someone help me. I need something good to wear. Frank, well, where, where, where are you going? Nowhere. I don't have anywhere to go. I have no special occasions planned. I don't even know why I need a new wardrobe. I, I'll probably just keep ending up wearing shirts like this. But it's good to know, it's good to know that it's there. Okay, let's see. Um, Tucker Parcells. Tucker Parcells says, Hey, Frank, I can't believe you said you wouldn't be Kamala Harris for even a week. I couldn't begin to imagine how much fun you could have with that switcheroo. It's only a week. Do I have all my... I can be me, but I'm just inhabiting Kamala Harris's body? That could be... You don't know if she's actually real. What if by going into her body, I have trapped my soul in something? Like, what if this is just a... I don't know. You got to think about this. This may not be as straight up a... A switcheroo, classic movie switcheroo. If those are the terms that we're setting, and it would be... Three days. I would spend... I can spend three days as Kamala Harris. But what would I do? say things that she normally wouldn't say, make a fool out of her. She does that on her own. I can't affect any kind of policy. Maybe I can say something that's actually pretty based. I can go out there and I can be like based Kamala Harris. But after three days, she'll go back to being the ditch that she was and people will just think that she had a stroke. I guess that could be fun, especially since we would all know what's going on. The rest of the world would would wonder, why was she coherent and pretty cool for three days? What the hell's going on here? So maybe I would do that. But I wonder, I hope that she doesn't have any like uh, nutritional deficiencies. I have to be three days in a, in, a, in a body where like she has a hard time sleeping. She has like restless leg syndrome or something. You know, I'm Kamala Harris and just like my, my leg. 
just trying to get it out of me. Ugh. There's just so many things that can go wrong that you're not thinking about. <laughs> but, um... Okay. Let's see. Um, Super Happy says, Frank, I always enjoy your shows, but yesterday's was extra special with the appearance of Lauren and Aurora. Thank you for sharing your beautiful family with us. I'm glad you liked it. And I, I was serious about that. I think every once in a while I'm going to, this year, I'm going to schedule a summer Friday where I will go live at 2 p.m. At 2 p.m., hopefully with the, uh, the chance that there will be a a uh, second half appearance by either Lauren or Aurora, and then we'll just spend our Friday night in the summer. We'll go out to dinner and do things like that. It won't be every Friday night, but I, th I think I got to do that more every once in a while. That felt really nice, and it felt even better because I didn't skip a day of work. We still had some time together. So um, here's a here's an interesting question. Frank, I always, this is from Tom, Frank, I always love when you play your band's songs on the show. I'm happy that you liked it. I, I especially EMP tonight. I said, you know what? This is this is appropriate. This is appropriate with everything we just talked about with Robin, and it's um, fiery like she is. I'm sure you heard Ozzy has to cancel his tour dates because of his Parkinson's. Are you an Ozzy fan, and do you have a favorite song? Which is interesting. I mean, I don't. I I heard about the the Parkinson's it's getting bad for him and they're trying to figure out a way where he can play without touring so like do things remote I don't know what I heard about it I still still get um, news about what's going on in the rock world and um, but as far as Oz, I mean I know I know the hits I know his hits which are many I've been to a few Oz fests I've seen him play with Sabbath um, I'm a fan but I'll I'll always, I, I think that if I gotta, if I go, I gotta go to a, if I have to go to a jukebox somewhere and dial up some Ozzy, I think I would spend money on, uh, I just want you. I think I just want you. Oh, oh, wait a second. The, uh, I, this, uh, you know what? I have not heard this song in years. Um, you know, it's a badass track. Speaking of Ozzy, he did a song with Black Label Society years ago. It's called Stillborn. Stillborn Black Label Society. I haven't heard this in years. I love this this chorus. Hold on a second. I don't know if this is going to get me uh, blackballed or anything like that, but I want to be able to... Hold on. Let me go to the end. I know that there's a lot of the chorus at the end. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Still badass. That's so badass. When did this come out? When did this come out? Hold on. 
well, this was uploaded at this was uploaded 12 years ago. This one thing, it's not even an official upload. So maybe I won't get a copyright for this. Anyway, I'll I'll throw that in the mix. His collaboration with Black Label Society and and Zach Wild and uh, I just want you. There you have it. Where else are we going? Uh, okay. Let's open up the lines. 914-595-6953. I have yet to get a replacement for that on-screen telephone number. 914-595-6953. Let's take your calls. And tomorrow we'll get into a lot of other things that will be um that will be good, especially on the especially on the whole Precursor versus distraction end. Biden, here's another one. This is from Zero Hedge. Biden willing to let Germans freeze in blowing up pipeline. Seymour Hirsch interview. This is the exact thing. We knew this in September. I made the same point in September. And this is why the whole distraction thing doesn't fly for me. This has been around. You know, when we were talking about the whole Nord Stream... Everything that has now been validated in a, 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 a more significant way by a veteran like Seymour Hirsch was out there. We knew about it. We were being censored. People were getting their accounts ripped away, all that same old shit. But the biggest thing there was not so much that we were, again, fighting this proxy war with Russia and trying to hit him where it hurts. This was a move that was an act of war against the German people. This is a major act of war, sabotage, that meant to, yeah, hurt the Russians economically, but that could have resulted in dead Germans as we were heading into the winter months. But it's all right. We started exporting our own uh, uh, liquid, liquid gas to make up for what was lost. How convenient. That is just incredible. So... I don't know. What was the distraction back then? It was just censorship? It's just been out there. It's been out there. Uh, there's so much more. 914-595-6953. I'll take a few more. I'll take some calls, and, and we'll just push this for a couple of minutes, and and away we go. Steve from Ohio, how are you? I'm doing fine, sir. Oh, that that, that was brilliant. Brilliant. Um I, well, I'm not going to say what I said. The guest that you just had on was fantastic, right up to the point to where she thinks the bankers are going to watch what's going on and allow this to happen in this country. Um, remember, Biden has the suitcase, and he's going to do what they tell him to do. Great show tonight. I'm listening. Take over. Oh, well, it's Steve, I appreciate you. And, yeah. I, and I'm with you. I'm with you on that respect where I can see, and I, I can see where we're going. I can see, uh, I, I understand what the solutions are. Uh, it, the, the hardest thing is always thinking about how many hurdles you got to jump over to get to that finish line. How many booby traps are set along the way, culturally, economically? I mean, as we know, uh, people's uh, political autonomy goes away the second that they're entered into a uh, a government program and they never want the gravy to start coming to anything, anything that helps supplement uh, their their income or complements anything that's coming in. Once we start becoming dependent on things, you lose your autonomy, and and if it goes away, it's a panic. 
and I start thinking about just just pulling, just having the thing collapse in itself is a gigantic is a gigantic booby trap because then everybody left behind uh, is not going to be necessarily basking in some kind of a post collapse um, uh, miracle society where suddenly we have sound money and everything is going back to the way it was we are going to be fighting for our lives there's going to be a lot of crazy violent confused starving people if that's the kind of collapse that we are destined to see and um who knows how long that goes on for well you and you've got and and think about this if you were talking about uh one um one pure society uh, and, and pure, I mean, as far as they believe everything, they have all the same traditions, yada, yada, yada. That's what they consider a nation. But we have a mixed multitudes of nations with um, different ideas. Yeah, indeed. Indeed we do. So, um, we, and that, that's the, that's the, the scary part, Steve. We've been balkanized, and thank you for the call. We've been balkanized in a way that doesn't have to be a problem to be honest, because even though the success of the union was going to be uh, dependent on the ability for each state and their municipalities and all that other, you know, down the line to be able to govern themselves and legislate on what they believe is in accordance with local customs and what could be properly funded if it was going to be a social program in a state or whatever, a county, um, that was always going to be local decision-making. And whose business is that but the locality? Nobody's. So it does create a situation in which socialist states are completely constitutional. It's completely constitutional. If Rhode Island wants to socialize everything, they want to centralize everything, and they found a way to do it and to maintain it with only money that they can generate from inside the state of Rhode Island, then that's great. Because if it, if it, if it is, becomes something that's sustainable for them, it's great. If it, if it isn't, if it's not sustainable, then it's a very small bubble that would pop. A small bubble that would pop in relation to what is, what is now a gigantic bubble that's about to crash. You see... So it is, uh, we already live in a place where different kinds of cultures can really express themselves in what local government uh, takes up as responsibilities. We live in that, but we, we don't grasp that. We have not been taught to grasp that on a civic level. How, what is what because it's always just been about how to brainwash people and how to m- meld them into the central federal national model the post civil war post republic model um that's really uh, that that that's really the, the the thing there will people know what they're getting right what they're getting wrong i don't know shane from North Dakota. How you doing, Shane? Well, you got my name. That's pretty good. That's been a couple of years. Well, I I, 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 I must have stored you a couple of years ago. You did. You did. Thank you very much. Well, it's great to have you back. What do you, you want to talk about? Oh, come on. What, what, what do you got on your mind? <laughs> well, I bought nine beers in, so it, it could get reckless. 
Give me something right now, Shane. <laughs> well, I was not really thinking I was going to get through it, so... You know how it is. Callers call in, and they don't know what they're going to talk about. Well, it's so great. I guess I can. I, I guess we can just say it was great to hear from you again, and hopefully, well, the next time you call in, you just have a little bit more faith that you're going to get on. You have something in mind, even if it's just hello, Frank. I hope you're well and well. Better than hello. How about what do you think of this whole train derailment situation we're in? Well, we Pardon did. A, my slurring my speech. Well, I would say go and listen. Thank you for the call, Shane. I would say go and listen to the uh, the show that we did on Monday night with Jim Lee. That was a wonderful show. We talked about Ohio. We talked about earthquakes. We talked about uh, a few other things that all kind of come together. Balloons a little. And then if you listen to tonight's show, which obviously Shane wasn't. Uh, we did a little bit of that tonight with, with Robin McCutcheon. So thank you for the call. That was great. Let's see. Shannon, what's going on, sir? Hey, Frank. How you doing? Hold on. Let me turn this thing down here. You got it. Sorry about that. Hello. But you can answer so quickly. Uh, you know, everybody. Can you hear? You, ye of little faith out there in the audience. Every, no, everybody. Man, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm just like Shane, man. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, it's great to have you back on. How are you? How are you, Shan? Hey, uh, man, things are getting better, man. I'm doing better. Um, you know, I had a house fire back in September, and the uh, insurance company won't pay for it because the fire department didn't put a clause on the report. Um, so it, it kind of it left me homeless, frankly, quite frankly. Mm. Um, but so, like I said, things are getting better. Um, the thing I was when when your guest was on um, when Robin was talking about um, the collapse of the fiat dollar, uh, what do you think will happen to uh, to cr- uh, crypto? I mean, how will how will they value crypto um, once the fiat dollar is collapsed? Well, I don't know how much of cryptocurrency was um, was co opted from the get go, um, or maybe it, it when it when it became obvious that more and more people were becoming disillusioned with the 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 fiat world that we live in and they wanted to invest in something that had a little bit more of a uh, a privacy edge built into it i don't know where it went off the rails if it ever did or if this was always the way it was going to be but um it's still out there Uh, i saw today that uh bitcoin is back up over twenty four thousand dollars is nowhere near the $66,000 it was at last year earlier on in the year in the, in the winter but that's one of those things i just i just take a look at we we had the the major ftx thing which is pretty much out of the out of the news cycle in a significant way in the last uh, however many weeks or something every once in a while we hear of about course. we hear about that Sam Bankman Freed guy getting transferred from one vegan prison to the next but that's the only thing we get out of that. And it was a major news story that not only gave us a little bit more of an inside uh, scoop as to what, uh, where at least a, a sizable portion of all this money that has been funneled into Ukraine was going toward, but it was also a, it was also a very easily spotted scam to bring about a giant regulatory state backed by or that that would lay the groundwork for what we discussed tonight: the central bank digital currencies. Now. 
I, I don't know what the emergence of that is going to do to the legality of owning other cryptocurrencies, um, but uh, I, it's not gone in any way, shape, or form, and I think it's only going to remain relevant, but there's there's a war brewing inside of that that uh, that sphere as well. So um, another thing I'm just watching. Yeah, I, think, and, I guess I guess this is why I'm concerned. I, I've got I've got some Bitcoin. Um, it uh, today I checked and it's worth forty dollars and nineteen cents. And how am I going to get that? Do I need to contact an attorney? What? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah, I, I yeah I think I will. No, no. Just hey, principle, you know. Hey, you know what? At this at this point, I say lawyer up, whatever you can, well, on everything you can. Go ahead, and lawyer up. <laughs> hey, Shannon, I, I hope that, I hope everything uh, continues to 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 bounce back for you, my friend. And I I appreciate you calling will, in. Frank. All right. Well, have yourself a good night, and thanks for the call. Do it more often because, as you can see, it's not a crazy thing that you might get through. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta have more faith, buddy. All right. Wonderful. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, love you, love the Franklies, and uh, bless you and your family, buddy. All right. Be well. There you go. Good night. All right. So, so yeah, as you all know, me with the the crypto stuff, I've had plenty of people on to talk about it. I can see how it's an an important piece in the timeline that we're on right now, in the very transitional timeline that we're in right now. But um, I, I've always struggled with the value, the actual real store of value. I, it has been redeemed in my eyes uh, whenever we have people like Bill Altman from Minds.com come over here and talk about functionality of the blockchain and how it's a really great way for people whose lives and brands are grown on, uh, in, in, on social media to be able to preserve all of the things that you've done, the context you've, you know, I, I like that to hear about the functionality of the actual technology itself. When it comes down to stores of value for making transactions, I still don't understand. I don't understand. Um, and it's far too volatile. It's far too volatile. Uh, I, 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 and I'm not saying that the, the, the paper money that we're working with right now is any different. So, I'm just saying, why jump from one crazy train to the other? All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's take a call. Uh, Flat Albert. What's going on, Albert? Hey. Hey. Listen, I'm willing to, I'm willing to uh, toss in a couple bucks to get you some assless chaps. If you're, I mean, if you're going to wear them and do the ball cleavage thing. <laughs> <laughs> all you know, all chaps are assless, Albert. Don't you know that? No, but you know, I'm not a cowboy, so you know, it is what it is. I just want to lighten the mood. It's like all, all we got is doom and gloom. I mean, haven't we had this conversation a lot of times that people are, you know, somebody was having fun in the dark ages? I mean, what are we, what are we doing? You just got to watch the show go by do your best and fuck the rest. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're, we're all getting through it. We've got some intelligent people, you know, Robin, you know, Robin's in Twitch. I told you all the cool kids hang out there. She's been there for a while. Um, other than that, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you. Everything is going on all at the same time. You got to love this spaceship 
Rip. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm having such a great. I gotta tell you, I'm having a great time. Uh, when when the uh, when I saw the balloon go across the. The, the the United States, I said, okay, well, th- this is something that we're gonna we'll, we'll remember. And then now, now it's just like the, the, it's a it's a po- everybody's just popping balloons and, um, and and starting new UFO new UFO uh, directories and 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 councils and all that other stuff. It is just hilarious. They have to have an excuse to to take more money. But the thing I wanted to to I didn't really have anything to call in on before, but when you started going into the gold backs and stuff, I've been into those for a while. So, and I just wanted to say for like anybody that's listening in our audience, um, <clears throat> the easiest way to buy those is they have like, you can, you buy them online. It doesn't matter which one, Utah, Nevada, whatever, but there's like holding companies. So a great way to do that for people that don't know if they are interested, because like you said, this is a great way for people to get a hold of gold and it's legal tender in a lot of states, and I'm sure it's going to be legal tender in a lot more as we as the economy continues to go down. But right now, the cheapest way to get them is to buy them like in hundreds, if you can, whatever the largest bill you can is. And then there's holding companies online that will store them for you, and they will give them to you in any denomination. So, and this is going to go quick, but it's like the lowest one you can get is the single, and in a in a in an economy where that goes down, you're going to want the smallest denominations that you can get. So you don't have to give somebody an ounce of gold for a bag of groceries, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. So what you do is you take, you take and you get, you buy them online, you send them to a storage company, and then they will send you them in any denominations that you want. So right now, like a single costs like $3 and 50 cents or something like that. But you can actually get them for less than that. If you buy the larger bills and then have the company send them to you in the singles, that's, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Well, I'm looking at it right here. It, it's nevadagoldback.com and you know, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, sponsors or anything like that, but I've, I've bought their stuff and it's one, it's great to hold. And as you said, the practicality of the whole thing, because what are you going to do? You're going to flip somebody a $2,000 ounce of gold for, for a a bag of celery. You know, right. Well, let me, let me tell you something because that's exactly in the thirties and people need to go back and watch documentaries on the thirties because that shit was real. So, um, people didn't have money back then if you didn't. And there's tons of stories of back then. Uh, my grandmother raised me and she uh, had lots of stories, but women were given because far, you can't expect a farmer or somebody that's trading something to be, to have money to break change. And I've heard uh, several stories about women, you know, going up to farmers or whatever families going up and all they had was the wedding ring and they ended up giving the wedding ring and the farmer's like, well, I can't give you change. You know, he's like, you can take as much as you carry as you can carry, you know, what, what are you going to do? So yeah, great, great idea to have that. And what awesome advice. Other than that, um, the dude that said, that called in and said, great show. I mean, is he new? I mean, have we had a bad show? Have you ever had, I've been, it's like, I don't know that I've ever seen one, but I don't know. You know, I'm happy that that's the way you feel, Albert. That's not really the way I feel. It's just the way it is. Carry on, brother. I Thank love you, man. Love you too, we'll brother. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much. And then we're, we're going to have a good good rest of the week, too. Yeah, the Goldbacks. This is from NevadaGoldbacks.com. Man, maybe I should reach out to them and make them a sponsor. But 
Let's see here. Goldbacks are beautiful and durable, and they are both easily spendable and long-term store of value. Unlike paper fiat currencies, goldbacks are made of 24-karat gold, which preserves their value against the ravages of inflation. Unlike traditional coins, goldbacks are bendable and slide easily into your wallet and contain small, precious, uh, precise weights of 24-karat gold laminated uh, between thin protective sheets of plastic. Goldbacks have all the advantages of gold because they are made of gold. Goldbacks hold their value while paper money declines in purchasing power, usually gradually, but sometimes, as during an economic crisis, rather suddenly. Using goldbacks is also a completely private and is independent of the existence of any functioning electronic systems or digital networks. With goldbacks in your wallet, you can buy things even if the power goes out or if the internet is down. See, that's, that's the other thing about crypto. Power goes out, internet goes down, you can be a crypto billionaire all you want, um, at least somebody with some gold backs, or the, the, I'll tell you the, the real thing for me. I, I have, um, you know, I, I, have, I have some silver bullion and whatever, um, one ounce, couple of two ounces. I don't know, I have some, I have some stuff. But the one thing that I've always concentrated on whenever I do splurge a little bit and get a little bit of silver is just junk silver. Old dimes, rolls of old mercury head dimes that are in no way, shape, or form mint, but they still have melt value or something like that. You know, that, like, like Albert was saying, you toss somebody a, uh, a gold pack, a $1 or a $5 gold pack, and you take a, a, you know, a bushel full of of uh groceries or anything else that you could you can barter with somebody on on a a local farm or something or a neighbor who has a little bit of excess or you know you you flip them a couple of silver dimes you know who who cares if you can barely make out mercury's head anymore it's so it's so uh faded it's still a little dollop of silver so that's the whole thing when people ask me, well, well what's the whole thing about uh, silver or gold? Why are you buying it? I said, well, A, number one, I'm not a financial advisor, but all I can tell you is that uh, why rich people go out and buy land and they buy Ferraris and never drive them and keep them in, in garages somewhere, it's a store of value. And for we little people on the totem pole, if we have a little bit of excess and we can put it into things that have kept their value over the course of thousands of years, namely silver and gold, then that's just a way to do what little you can to have the imaginary turn into something tangible. So that's the, that's the reasoning behind it. How much you can do or you can store it. Well, uh, you know what you'll be able to take with you if you, if it's a, if it's a, um, I don't know, quick escape situation. It's very hard to pick up a safe filled with hundreds of ounces of silver, especially if it's bolted to the ground or something like that and protected by electricity. Just got to think about that stuff. But anyway, tomorrow's another day, ladies and gentlemen. We did a lot tonight, a lot more than I thought I was going to do because I thought at this point I would already be in band practice for 45 minutes, but... We had a good time. I think we did. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you for tonight. Oh, wait. Let me go make sure that I have gotten everybody in. Got a couple more rumble rants here. Gold Star 007 says, Frank, you're a cool guy, and I like to chill out every night after work and take a listen. Thanks for the show. Thank you for coming out. 
thank you for coming out. And I promise I'll be here tomorrow. Stephen Ellis says, wow, Robin is a devolutionist and she has a rockin' lava lamp to boot. I know. Robin is always surprising us. Always surprising us. Oh, man. What a blessing it must be to be in her class. I wonder if I wonder if the, the kids in her class know that she's she is a rock star like that. All right. Uh, did I get everything over here? Thank you so much. Okay, over on to Foxhole real quick. And remember, tonight is Rabbit Hole Wednesday. This is from Abe. Tonight on QuiteFrankly.tv, it's Rabbit Hole Wednesday. Tonight we feature trippy documentaries featuring the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, the infamous catfish, and the equally riveting the imposter. Also, please tell Smokey Randy in Foxhole Chat that his king was murdered by a stingray. He's from Australia. Boy, that's, those are fighting. If you're talking about Steve Irwin, then I'm going to fight with you too. Steve Irwin is a is a is a a planetary treasure. He's a planetary treasure. All right, here we go uh, into Foxhole, and then we're off for the night. Sean Joe, thank you. C Blanche, thank you. C Blanche says I'm going to take the vac so I can uh, so I can through so I can through the commercial. I don't know. Uh, Posey for Hope says, did you see the videos of Ohio smoke over western New York? I saw it. I saw the graphs showing western and northern New York that it's just, it's at this point is avoided us. But I can see it. And, um, and who the hell knows where it goes from there. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Katie B says, Cat Fitz, explain how BlackRock buys um, buys RE for pennies on the dollar after BLM destroys cities. Oh, yes, they're called Opportunity Zones. Uh, we spoke about that. We spoke about that with the real estate that um, we saw those real estate transactions that were going on around the time that BLM was really going out and, and, and making a lot of cities inhabitable especially for business purposes, just creating ghost towns. And it was uh, opportunity zones is, is what she was concentrating on. Catherine Austin Fitz, she's another just gift. Kitty Wu, agreement to the above statement. Thank you, Sean Joe, Mr. Pete. Chai Possum says, Professor Robin needs to come on every night. She's amazing. Thank you, Frank. Doug says, great show tonight, Frank. That's, uh, that's for, thanks for refraining from any ball cleavage. Yes, no, I'm not going not gonna to do that. The thought of ball cleavage actually makes me want to throw up. Uncensored Abe says, great song. Thank you so much. We have plenty more that we're working on right now, but at the, way, uh, at the rate in which we work, at which we work, I, I don't know when we'll be able to show, the, show you finished products, but they are coming. Thank you, Mr. P. And observed, observe and learn says yeehaw. Well, you can yeehaw yourself into the rest of the evening on quitefrankly.tv. It's Rabbit Hole Wednesday, and I hope you all enjoy yourself there. Thank you for everything. Thank you to everybody that's watching on Theta. 14 people there right now. That's incredible. If you know how long that has been to build up that kind of momentum on Theta, then you know that this is historic. The day we get to 20 people, it's going to be insane. Thank you to Foxhole, 
DLive, Twitch, Rumble, YouTube, and Rockfin. We've had wonderful viewership tonight. I'm looking forward to more of you tomorrow. Please like this episode, especially on Rumble and YouTube before you leave. Please get those likes up before you leave because that'll help set the tone for the algorithm for the rest of the evening. I appreciate you all and have yourself a wonderful rest of the evening. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is Film Before Alive studio audience, and now our super chatters. Starting with Carl Spackler, Silky Johnson, Mad Pogue, Stostube, Mark Swan, Connor B. Good, Super Happy, Tucker Parcella. Thank you to all my friends on Rumble Rants and in the, the foxhole Gold Pills. Tomorrow is another day. Thank you for tonight. Good night. <laughs>